0: Welcome to Crime Time, you're listening to Leonetti's Detection Selection.
1: Welcome back to Crime Time, a podcast discussing all things mystery, sci-fi, horror, thriller and crime fiction. That guy over there is Eddie. Hello. I'm Lee. What? This is season four, episode two. We're back. We're back. <laughs> that was like a Poltergeist reference.
0: I liked it.
1: You know I when the little it. girl is sitting in front of that snow screen and is like,
0: like talking to the ghosts. Here. They're here.
1: they <laughs> And then in like the second movie it's like, they're back.
0: Oh man. It's really at, good. At a certain point, I'm just going to say it, your kid at attracts ghosts guys i have a lot of respect for the love between parent and child but but there comes a certain <laughs> point at which you gotta say the
1: problem is your child
0: <laughs> that kid is a goddamn ghost magnet can
1: i tell you about a time when i was i don't know i would have been like eight or something
0: right were you and a ghost magnet
1: i was a good kid right you can imagine yeah i was a good kid
0: i don't know i
1: was all right and then this teacher mrs <laughs>
0: Fucking Mrs.
1: She was like a grade five school teacher. Right. She wasn't even my teacher. She was just on yard duty. And uh, I got in trouble by her one day for not wearing a hat. What? And then... Okay, but
0: hold on. Yeah. I just, you know, slip slip slip, slap. Yeah. Stay in the shade.
1: No, I agree. Yeah. So I had to go sit in the shade area. Right. And then she came and did a check at lunchtime and said (gasps) I wasn't there. What? And then at the end of the day, this kid came to the class with a slip that said I was being put in the consequences book. (laughs)
0: the consequences consequences book book. what is that it's
1: it's a book that ruins your whole life if your name is written into it
0: right see that makes a lot of sense because when i first met you i got a phone call from a (laughs) mysterious woman and she said it's me mrs (coughs) watch out for that lee character there are consequences So that'd be that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so my
1: mum came to the school, which she never did, but I was like so distraught about being in the consequences book. And Mrs. (laughs) said to my mum, she looked at her and then she looked at me and she pointed to my face and she said, your child's the problem.
0: (gasps) Oh, dang. Well, Mrs. (laughs) if you're listening, weren't you wrong?
1: My mum dealt with her.
0: (laughs) Oh, shit. Janice,
1: Janice dealt with that woman.
0: Oh, my God. Wait. Let's
1: not talk about it
0: anymore. (laughs) So, you're saying that the call I got was probably from the ghost of Mrs. (laughs) (laughs) Like, just as a speculation.
1: I'm just saying.
0: Did your mum maybe.
1: We can't go into it. Let's move on. What are we talking about today? Oh, shit. Season four. (laughs) <laughs> Episode two. We just checked our downloads and it says we have 10,000 unique listeners and we've Hello. had 60,500 something or other listens.
0: Amazing. Well, to all 10,000 of you, what is wrong with you? <laughs> no, we love you. What the hell, guys? Amazing. It warms my heart to the point that it's a medical problem. <laughs> I need to go to the hospital, but first, (laughs) let's talk about this. We're talking about The Death House by Sarah Pinborough. We're talking about Good Is Gone by Amy Gentry. And we're talking about a controversial topic that is pretty, pretty important to me, I won't lie. Lay it on me. Uh, We're talking about writing in books.
1: Controversial topic.
0: Yeah. Wolf howling noise. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's appropriate. Yeah. 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 All right, so let's get started. The Death House, Sarah Pinborough.
1: You might remember Sarah Pinborough. 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 Anyway, I talked about her book maybe a few years ago. It was called Behind Her Eyes.
0: Oh. Critically
1: acclaimed crime fiction. Oh. I don't know if you remember it. You are a bit of an elephant in your memory.
0: Are you calling me fat? (laughs) Because I'm into it. (laughs)
1: Celebration sounds. I've got
0: giant ears and I'm pretty tubby and I've got a good memory. It's me, elephant Eddie. I always say that my
1: boss has an elephant memory, but isn't that a thing? Don't yeah, elephants it's remember? It's okay. Alright. All right. Tell me if oh. you can remember this one.
0: Okay, but fun fact about elephants, they take revenge. That's how good their memories and are. So they should. God, I love
1: yeah. elephants. Yeah. They're so beautiful.
0: I love that one video of a baby elephant who sneezes and scares himself. Uh.
1: Do you know what I love when little baby elephants don't know how to use their trunk yet? Oh. So they have to get down to the water and drink it with their mouth.
0: Oh, oh. Dumb asses.
1: I anyway, anyway, tell me if you remember this book. Okay. It was called Behind Her Eyes. It's about a single woman uh, who was befriended by a bit of a classy lady. Right. Okay. Uh, single woman is also a secretary at a law firm. <gasps> that classy lady's got ulterior motives. One night she has a bit of a, a bit of a kiss with oh. her boss who's a lawyer at the law firm Oh, not soon after that she's befriended by classy lady
0: oh my gosh okay
1: classy lady is lawyer man's wife
0: oh i, I thought you're we gonna be like it was is a pi but okay yeah yep. <laughs> yeah lawyer man's wife this does ring a bell yeah
1: yeah it's really good it's actually um quite a complex story you go back and forth through the eyes of different people uh-huh. nobody's really telling the truth nice uh there's a bit of kind of like a supernatural element to it ideal uh i i can't really say more but it was really good and i really Really recommend it okay but uh this is her new book all right it's called the death house i
0: mean i won't lie when i first heard the title i thought as a dumb name
1: the death house yeah it sounds awful doesn't it it
0: does yeah. please tell me it's good
1: no well the death house the name of it really like when i th- think of that name the feeling that it makes me have is pretty much how the book made me feel
0: okay tell me about this feeling
1: so a bit like intense heavy feeling
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: like yeah Yeah, I think Sarah likes to incorporate like a bit of supernatural that isn't quite supernatural. Maybe it's like sci-fi or something, but sci-fi in a way that feels like it slots really easily just into everyday life.
0: Ah, so it's like, is it that kind of like maybe it's supernatural?
1: Maybe it's just a thing.
0: Question mark? Yeah,
1: like the the things that happened in Behind Her Eyes, the first book, Uh she set it up in a way that even though I know it's probably not possible, she kind of convinced me that it might be.
0: Ooh, I like it. Yeah. I like it. so
1: in this... In this follow-up book, The Death House.
0: Is it connected? It's
1: not connected. Okay. Yeah. So it's set in the future. Okay. But we're not really sure when in the future. All right. There's no real time or location indicator.
0: Right. Okay. Well, I can give you some ideas Go on. of what might be in the future to give you some kind of mm, idea of when it might have been. All Go right. On. Ready? Go on. Yep. So the president of the world is Eddie.
1: <laughs> Go on.
0: Right. So that means, you know, sometime in the next. Five to ten years. <laughs> the supreme chancellor of the universe <laughs> is Eddie. That's sometime in the next 20 yeah, to 30 yeah. years.
1: Yeah, maybe it was set a little, bit further, a little bit further. A little bit further. Right, right,
0: which is when everybody worships the great prophet Eddie.
1: <laughs> so I just have to cut you off and say the story is set on this secluded island. So there's uh, no yep. real contextual right, right. popular called, media media cultural stuff. But it's called Edland. It's called Edland. <laughs> no, it's not. Let me get back to the story. <laughs> all right, fine. So it's set on this uh, island Eddie. and the story is it's it's told through the eyes of a young boy called Toby.
0: Okay. I mean, that's a fine name.
1: Yeah, he's like 15-16. And I, I felt like this story almost fit into like young adult fiction. Yeah. In the in the way that it was all the main characters were kids and yeah. like adolescents but it kind of dealt with these really serious themes, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, it was set way, way in the future. Okay. And the only kind of contextual indicator or something that we had was that snow no longer happens in England. Okay. So it's so far in the future that snow isn't even a thing anymore. Wow. Like, so snow happens one day on the island, and they're like, what the hell? We only heard about this from our parents' parents, you know? Right,
0: right. Back when Eddie ate all of the ice in the world. Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, yep. So what's happening That's now? That's roughly
0: 70 years <laughs> in the
1: Get started. Num, <laughs> num, num, <laughs> num, num. <laughs>
0: it's my quest. <laughs> there's
1: this uh, this gene that okay. uh, can be found in kids before they turn 18. Uh-huh. And they get tested regularly at school to see if they have it.
0: Okay, I just got to say, what's this gene? Because there's a lot of genes. Yes,
1: yeah, so we don't really know a lot about it. It never really gets explained a lot. Uh-huh. I mean, I would have loved a book about how this gene came about or exploded or what happened in like the world when it happened but this is more towards the end when the gene's nearly like out of people's systems and I get the feeling that it's like a zombie kind of vampire gene
0: I mean I'm into it
1: so kids that come up positive for this gene they get taken away to this island they have to leave their family like they literally just get Put in a van and taken away to this island
0: dang. where they
1: live out the rest of their days,
0: which is why it's called the death house because exactly. they go to the death exactly.
1: House. And they have to be like quarantined Ugh. when they get unwell, they get taken to the sanatorium and oh, they're never right. seen again. So oh, it's like dang. really heavy, keeping in mind that they're kids, yeah, and it's being told through the eyes of children. Oh
0: my god, you get really attached to them, so it's not a romp, it's not a romp. Aww. And I, I guess it's a story
1: about how to enjo- I don't know how kids enjoy their lives when they... I don't know, man. Aww,
0: Sarah oh, Sarah Pinborough. Like,
1: I liked the, th- the idea. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. But I would have liked them to, like, overthrow the system and, like... Right. I don't know what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know.
0: Or, like, discover something cool, like... They're actually turning into jet planes or something. Or like
1: they're X-Men. Right? That'd yeah, be sick yeah. and then they're
0: like, boom, we'll take over the island. Exactly. Fuck all y'all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Look, it wasn't terrible, but I really, like, I didn't enjoy reading it because it was so sad. Yeah. Like, it's literally called The Death House and I felt that while I was reading it.
0: It wasn't your cup of tea. It wasn't my cup of tea. And that's fair.
1: Yeah. I still like you, Sarah. I think you're great. I look forward to the next novel.
0: Sarah, if you're listening, please send Lee some flowers. Maybe an (laughs) apology note. (laughs) And guys, if you've read The Death House and you're like, Lee, you're an idiot.
1: Come at me. I want to know. Because maybe I missed it. Maybe I missed something.
0: Right? (sighs) Maybe there's some like real cool themes in there. Or maybe the whole thing's a code trying to talk to you. Yeah. Being like, Lee, you've got to stop. Eddie, you gotta overthrow Eddie before the world take over. You gotta stop Eddie from eating all the ice in the world.
1: And maybe there was some like ongoing metaphor that I didn't really yeah.
0: understand. I don't know. Yeah.
1: I would love to know your opinion. Please tweet us at Crime Time Pod.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Shoot us
1: an angry at length email, Crime at gmail.com.
0: Do it. Man, I would love that. I once read this book that I thought was a piece of shit. I'm not going to say what book. Anyway, then I went to a lecture because I was reading it for uni. And I get in there and the lecturer is like, this book is so cool. And like, you know, like lays out the like, this book's cool for these reasons and these reasons. And I was like, man, I wish I read that book. (laughs) And that's something that I think is so great about, I don't know, doing this podcast because we get to hear what you guys think of books I love when, like, we read the same book and I'm like, oh, I hated it. And you're like, it was great. And I'm like, I ate it. I shredded it up in a blender and I mixed it with yoghurt. And I ate it. <laughs> and I goddamn <laughs> ate it. With ice. With with some of the eyes. It's... And now I've got a tummy ache.
1: It's like that no one reads the same book, right?
0: Yeah, fully. Oh, heavy. Which
1: brings us to another question. Tell me. Our... Our topic for today
0: oh it's a very controversial topic let me set the scene I'm in a tutorial uh, I'm surrounded by my colleagues my academic peers and the the lecturer says does anybody write in their books a few hands are raised mine included this is a
1: literature this is a literature type setting, class. right yep. yes
0: so, a few hands get raised, right? Obviously, you know, that's what we do. We study books, so we write in the books. And he says, not in pen, of course. And a bunch of heads start shaking fingers start That
1: judgmental finger waggle
0: it was well okay no one actually waggled their finger
1: (laughs) but there was some faces did they all turn to you and say shame (laughs) shame shame
0: (laughs) they were like get out eddie get out eddie no anyway so i'm like yeah right in pen and he looks at me like (laughs) that's how i would audibly describe yeah. the face yeah he, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was like Ooh, uh, uh. um <laughs> like
1: um what's that dog on those kids that always solve Scooby Doo Scooby Doo yes rock roll
0: and so i'm like
1: and i would have got away with it too of, of those kids Sorry, right i would have
0: <laughs> So I'm one of the few people in the class who admits to writing in their books in pen.
1: Controversial topic. Do you feel that they just didn't want to admit to it? Well,
0: I just don't know. A lot of them are like, oh, I use pencil. I'm like, as if you're like getting back up in that book and erasing it. Because first of all, if you tried, you'd know that using a regular eraser just erases the type On your actual, like, novel, like, you're like, let me just get rid of these pencil marks. And then you're like, oh, no, I erased Ulysses by James Joyce. (laughs) I'm a criminal. I deleted history. (laughs) Okay. So, and then he's like, oh, do you think, Eddie, maybe it's because you have tattoos and you're a bit less afraid of permanence?
1: And I was like. Does he know you?
0: You don't know me, (laughs) sir. (laughs) I stood up on my table. I said, "Captain, my captain's a dickhead." No, um, but I was like, "Ah, uh, have you ever made a life decision, sir?" Because that's some permanence, right? Like, I don't know what you want
1: from me. You came here for literature, not to be psychoanalyzed. Right? You know, there's some interlap there, but not unless you ask for it. Right?
0: I was not like sit down and be like, sir, please tell me who I am. And, you know, I'm just like, look, just because I've got some ugly tattoos. uh, Doesn't mean I don't fear change. Right? I genuinely fear change, okay? I do not like it. I just don't think there's anything wrong with it.
1: I just see writing in the book as just like an extension of that relationship you have with the book. Coolly. I mean, I'm not a big writer in books. Yeah. But I don't have like a strong opinion about not doing it. Yeah.
0: And it just, I felt like here's this like room of people who all work with books. Like, you know, it's what we all do. We have this thing in common and they're like, oh, I would never. And I'm like, this is kind of weird to me. Did they make
1: you wear like the dunce cap? They
0: did. They put me in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> they put the dunce cap on my head and they made me face in the corner for the rest <laughs> to the class
1: so this brings us to a question dear (laughs) listeners what do you think about this do you have a strong point of view do you not give a shit
0: right let us know tell me because here's the thing right one of my favorite things about like really like old books is marginalia i don't know if you've heard about marginalia no all right so you've got these like cool ass illuminated manuscripts right what do you mean illuminated manuscripts so you know Those like medieval ass books where they've got that giant first capital letter and then the beautiful flowing script. And then they've got like drawings all around the edges and shit. So there's this thing called marginalia. Basically people draw shit in the margins or they make comments in the margins. So like lots of like really old critical debate around like Aristotle, for example, Mm -hmm. happened in the margins. Old school
1: philosopher. Right? Yes. Old mate
0: Aristotle. He's like, what am I up to? Probably trying to avoid getting a goddamn turtle dropped on my head. I don't know if that was Plato or Aristotle. (laughs) Either way, it's apocryphal and we can't prove it. Point being, lots of like critical debate happened in those margins and that's like important. Also, Mm. monks who got bored used to draw whack shit in them. Mm. Like we're talking knights jousting on the top of snails. What the fuck? Did that really happen?
1: I don't know.
0: Possibly. Marginalia, mate. I love it. Yeah.
1: So. No, no, I'm thinking when I do assessments yeah. and I'm sitting with someone and they're doing something, I'll draw in the margins of the assessment. Yeah. But like, it's probably telling me something about myself in that moment, right? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah.
0: And I think that the people who are afraid of writing in books are afraid of discovering something about themselves. Boom! Ooh, try and psychoanalyze me, no? You said
1: it. Boom! <laughs> All right, I'm gonna have to cut this off. This getting hysterical. But it's uh, not. Nice. <laughs> it's not. It's great. We're gonna do a poll on Twitter, and we want to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah. And then we'll we'll bring it back up on the next yeah. show.
0: Or not the next one, but, you know, sometime. Someone, when sometime, when we feel
1: like it or remember.
0: Yeah, but I really want to know, guys, like, I think books are tools. It's not like it's the only copy of the book in the world. Like, it's not like, this is the last surviving copy of Dickens and I'm like, I drew a dick over Dickens. <laughs> <laughs> get it (laughs) right like and even then i wouldn't even be obscuring the text like it'd just enter history like they'd be like that eddie what a genius but like if you have a different opinion tell me like i know a lot of people feel really protective about books as objects yeah it's like
1: people feel really weird about you know putting a book down on the table like
0: like face down face down
1: open people hate that people hate, I don't know Dog hearing. Dog hearing. Yeah. Using um, books as coasters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which I can see you're currently doing. So I, I know. It's my your, own book though. <laughs> I know your opinions on it. Well, see, this is the thing. I think if you've got someone else's book, respect their book. Yeah. Well, it's about their property, right? right? Well, yeah. you know, yeah.
1: What's property? What's
0: property? <laughs> it's about respecting them. And, um, but like, if I'm like writing about a book, mm. I'm going write in the book so yeah. I can find what I wanted to say. And I'm not afraid of, in 10 years, going back and being like, what an idiot I was, because I already know I am. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I'm as good as gone. I'm up then. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. Amy Gentry. Good as gone. Good as
1: gone. Okay. I actually listened to this book on Audible.
0: Oh, we do love a good
1: Audible. We do love a good Audible. I'll never stop talking about it. I love listening to books yeah. being read to me. Yeah.
0: I mean, you're a busy guy. You drive around. Yeah. Psh, Psh, I stuff remember, to do.
1: I remember years and years ago before Audible was a thing, I found this, you know, old school website, you know, books that have like the copyright has run out Yeah, and then anybody could just put them in the public domain. Yeah. And then you had people like reading these books out and you could listen to them. Oh, wow. But you know, there's an art to narrating a book right or like reading a book out loud for people it's a it's a performance yeah it's people's livelihood yeah and i really respect the people that would just get those old school books and read them and i could listen to them but by lord that experience has changed with these (laughs) um, audible type services where it's like you're listening to someone do a performance yeah anyway so i listened to this on audible good as gone amy gentry It, it it i'm not sure if you've ever seen the i guess it's like a documentary slash movie called the imposter no, it's uh, just in short. It's a fabulous film, okay? Slash documentary. It's about a it's about a family whose son goes missing.
0: Uh-huh. okay.
1: <gasps> we're talking. We're oh missing. my god,
0: I I do know this. Can I? Can I?
1: Absolutely, but just in, keep in mind this is a crime fiction show, so these are heavy topics. Yeah. go on.
0: So, if I'm right, go. This young boy goes missing. He's about eight or something. He's a little or maybe bit six, older. Yeah, and then he goes missing, and then he shows up. In, like, Italy. Yep. And then he's like, oh, I'm this kid. And they're like, oh, cool. So they bring him to the U.S. Spoiler warning, he's not that kid. No.
1: But it's so complex because the family take him in as their kid. And there's lots of questions about why did they do that? Yeah. Were they... There's lots of reasons why they might have done that. Right. They... The emotionalness of it, the psychological trauma of it.
0: Or maybe, maybe... They
1: know what happened to the kid.
0: And, and if they say he's not the kid, then maybe someone might look into where the actual kid is.
1: Which is the angle that... So the film is called The Imposter, and I guess we think of the the guy that pretends to be their child as yeah. the imposter. Yeah. And I think that is the angle he really sets up. Mm. Keeping in mind, he is a psychopath <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, really good at twisting and turning words. So he really sets up that idea yeah. that, well, why did they accept me? And that's something that I really ingested while watching oh, that film. Fully. But who knows... But this is a really similar kind of story, which I love this story in fiction. Like someone goes missing. There's a, they have a nuclear family Mm -hmm. in Good Is Gone. 13 year old girl is kidnapped from the house. Shit. Yes. Awful. Little sister saw it happen, was too terrified, went and hid in a cupboard. Oh, poor
0: kid. So like. Also like, you know, you're a kid. You're a kid. Hide in the cupboard. You're a
1: kid. Hide in the cupboard. But, um, you know, a lot of, um, trauma from that situation. They all grow up, uh, A kid that remained, went off to college, has come home for a break, what have you. Yeah. And missing daughter that was taken from the house 10 years ago, say, turns back up. Shit. Yeah. Brutal. Brutal. But is she? But is she?
0: But is she?
1: Simultaneously, it's uh, documenting this girl that's returned to the family, Uh how she got back there. So it's like going through time until she ends up back at the house. Right. Or back in time, rather.
0: Yep, yep,
1: yeah, yep. Yeah. Back oh in time. my gosh. Yeah, so you're like, I don't know if you're this girl, maybe you're this girl, maybe you're not. You're Whew! doing some whack shit.
0: That is that's intense. It's such a good mystery. Ugh. I love that kind of shit. It's like, did you ever see the Changeling?
1: Yes, with um Nicole Angelina.
0: Kimmon. Oh, Angelina with Jolie. Angelina Jolie. Yeah, yeah. yep. Yeah. Yep. I don't know why I thought it was Nicole Kidman. I yep. think I was thinking about the others. The others also good. Also great film. Yep. But yeah, in the changeling, her little boy goes missing and there's immense pressure on the cops. And then they bring back this little boy and she's like, that's not my son. Yeah. Which is also based on a true story, which is they, pretty awful.
1: They looked at it on, um, you know, the Buzzfeed did they sure. what's it called that we Buzzfeed like BuzzFeed Unsolved BuzzFeed Unsolved they look at this little boy that was that got missing yeah this guy is caught with this boy that the family say is possibly their son yeah anyway the son goes to live with them and is taken from the other yeah, mother yeah um and she's like that's my son you're kidnapping my son yeah goes to live with his family generations later they do a DNA test I'm not going to reveal what happened oh! go watch BuzzFeed Unsolved it's, it's brilliant
0: right and BuzzFeed Unsolved if you're listening we're sending you traffic. Send us some
1: of your fully. Work. What are their names again?
0: Shane and Ryan. Shane and Ryan. Right? Let's be honest. You're Ryan. I'm Ryan. Which, you know, I'm the Asian one, so I'm a bit, I'm a bit offended. Can't help it. I'm like the cuter. Damn it. More
1: susceptible to believing in things. That's you're like, Lee. That doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah. Plus, if there was one of us who was going to make a hot dog saga. It's me.
1: A hot dog saga.
0: Have you not been watching their fucking like answer? They do like a Q&A I don't watch after. the
1: Q&A because I'm only interested in like the original <laughs> story.
0: I can love it, mate. That's so good. Oh, man. Get in touch. Tell us what you think of The Death House by Sarah Pinborough. Were you like, Lee, you're an idiot? Or were you like, Lee, I agree. Yeah. And we are best friends now. Yeah. And I'm sending you some locks of my hair.
1: Please don't do that.
0: <laughs> um, tell us what you thought about Good Is Gone. Did you listen to it? Did you read it? Maybe, like, yeah, send us send us some uh, tweets. And if you write in books, get on to me. And if you don't write in books, you know, tell me your opinion. But if you have a really strong opinion that's like, Eddie, you're a monster, I won't lie. I'm going to cry.
1: Um, also... <laughs> Help us spread the word. Help us get the word about the podcast out. Like us on iTunes. Leave us a comment. As I said last time, there's something about the iTunes algorithms that if you give us a rating, rating, it just helps other people find us, which we're all about. Yeah. All right. It's been real.
0: See ya.